Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Elizabeth, Armando, Anthony A., and Nikki B. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. And thanks for joining us on the 129th, sorry, nope, 127th episode (laughs) of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I was just testing to see if you knew what episode it was. (laughs) I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, this marks, oh my god, today's episode marks the fourth week of Listener Request Month on Final Girls Horrorcast. This week, we're covering Only Lovers Left Alive, as requested by Jeff, and The Nightmare Before Christmas, as requested by Catelyn. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Both of today's films are currently available on Amazon Prime, Vudu, and iTunes for rental. Or purchase. Or purchase. I purchased Only Lovers. Did you? You just I went did. for it, huh? I am a huge Anton Yelchin fan, so... So it didn't matter if it was good or not, you just want to stare at Anton Yelchin with long hair. All day. All day. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Child's Play with a June 21st release date. It's directed by Lars Klevberg. Yep. And written by Tyler Burton-Smith and based on the characters created by Don Mancini. A mother gives, um, the IMDb summary is, a mother gives her son a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. Yes. I didn't write down what Lars Klevberg may have done previously to this. Are you aware? I am. I am. I'm checking it out. You will be. You will be. I will will be in just a moment. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) funny funny you should ask. Uh, He was responsible for Polaroid. Okay. And The Wall. Okay. I think his director credits. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Carly. Knower of all things. Um, I am pretty brilliant. So I've been hearing a lot of bad things about this trailer or negative thoughts. Um, I'm into it. I'm super into it. You know, I'm like fa- really excited. But actually. I am not a child's play purist. And I can see how a child's play purist would not be into it. Because it's completely different than OG child's play. But like, good. I don't need a regurgitation of what we right. already have. Right. You know? You know what's terrifying? Tell me. Technology. Technology is scary. That's why Black Mirror is fucking awesome. Right. I like how this is like a merging of Black Mirror and Child's Play. Who doesn't want that? Uh, Weird people, because I'm (laughs) super into it. I agree. I I think it looks super brutal and dark and creepy. For some reason, it has 
almost kind of like a uh, comic book feel to it a little bit. Yes. Which I can't quite put my finger on. Do you know what I'm talking about, though? No, I do know what you mean. I, I don't do. know why. I wish I had a more concrete reason for why I feel that way. I don't know why. <laughs> it just kind of looks like a comic book movie to me. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Andy is from Lights Out. I was like, why does this kid okay. look so familiar? Okay. Because he was that kid. I will say it's kind of uh, weird to see Aubrey Plaza as a mom. I'm excited about it. I love her. I am too, and I love her too, but it makes me feel old. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's not even that young, <laughs> so it makes me feel extra old. She's, <laughs> she's like the same age of, as, as us, so. Yeah. But with a 12 year old, usually moms are played by actresses older than me, not actresses (laughs) the same age as me. (laughs) No, I'm like super excited. It looks Um, dark. It looks creepy. I I don't find dolls and clowns and toys scary, but this is pretty fucking close to getting me feeling scared of of those things. I find clowns scary. I know. I don't. And I find old dolls scary. I don't think I would find Chucky scary, but like in general, like there are some old dolls that like I don't want around me. I'm telling you, weird. like those the the feet kind of dragging around, all like pointed in and weird looking, kind of freaked yes. me out a little bit. And when he wakes up in bed and you just see Chucky in the corner, yeah, that freaked me out a little bit. I think it's gonna They're, be great. I'm really excited, and I don't understand why people are not excited, because this looks fun, and I am very excited that it's coming out this summer. When I saw all the Christmas lights, I was like, oh my god, is this coming out, like, in Christmas time? Nope. Summer time. In Christmas time. Yeah. I think it looks- In the Christmas time. In the- during- in the Christmas time. (laughs) Um, I think this looks great. I think it's a great premise. I like the whole technology is out to get you. I like how it's- connected to all other devices because that freaks me out a lot um the car you can control the car and almost everything like it just seems more realistic that technology is going to go crazy and kill us all in terrible horrifying ways yeah i think it's and mark creepy and awesome and mark hamill yes you're very excited about mark hamill. so i love his voice acting skills what don't you love about mark hamill there isn't really anything. Oh, okay. All things. All of the things. All things. Okay. Glad we got out that 10. out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Should we just jump in? Are we just going to go for it? Oh, my God. I just saw that Mark Hamill is going to nope, be we're not gonna doing go for a it. voice uh, on the Carly Dark Crystal. talk about Age Mark Hamill more. And that got me excited because the Dark okay. Crystal is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Now that I've gotten over that and expressed it, I'm really ready to jump into our first movie. Please do. Of the episode, uh, Only Lovers Left Alive from 2013, as requested by listener Jeff. You have to read it. Oh. I was like, and this is where he tells you, but this is where <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> so I had to edit this down a lot because Jeff wrote, um, about three, two pages. I don't know, a lot of pages. More pages than we're going to read. So I cut it out. So just FYI, if it doesn't make that much sense, that's part of the reason why. Okay, so okay. I apologize. Oh, gosh. My why microphone just went. Whoop. 
Okay. Carly, get your act together. This is a professional <laughs> show and you're ruining it. I need to put down my drink. It. I need to put down my drink to read this. Oh my god. Okay, ready? I've been ready. Get get your act together. Okay, now I'm Jeff. <laughs> Hello, I can't recall if you do many artsy, slow-paced foreign language films, but I'll throw some titles your way, and some in English as well. They're all a bit niche, but trust me, I could go a lot more obscure and arty. Just ask me and I will. But then none of my suggestions would be chosen. Only Lovers Left Alive stars Tilda Swinton, Tom Hiddleston, and Mia Wasikowska, and Anton Yelchin, I added that, artsy (laughs) vampire movie. If you can't get yourself in the right frame of mind, much of Hiddleston's dialogue comes across as funny in a very droll way. Thanks for the podcast. I enjoy it. If you can get yourself in the right frame of mind. Oh, yeah. I would just like to say, we have done foreign language horror films hello girl walks home alone at night and we have done artsy slow-paced films hello that movie with the (laughs) the uh, darling i was like i can't remember what it's called but i remember darling or it looks like or uh um i am the i am the oh the pretty the pretty thing that lives in the closet house yeah that the closet house my favorite (laughs) my favorite place to live no that's i we've actually been wanting i remember before we even started the podcast carly wanted to do only lovers left alive and it's just never been streaming it just never so badly i'm like can we please though it's literally been on our list for almost three years so this just gives us an excuse to finally uh knock it off i was so so excited when i saw this i was like well we gotta yeah. Put it on the list. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Go ahead and read the rest about the movie. So uh, this film is directed by Jim Jarmusch uh, from Broken Flowers and Coffee and Cigarettes. Written by Jim Jarmusch and Marion Bessie. Bessie? Sure. Bessie. The IMDb summary is a depressed musician reunites with his lover through their romance, which has already endured several centuries, is disrupted by the arrival of her uncontrollable younger sister. Though so, their romance, I said through. Maddie. So it's cool. I got you. Um, so you've been wanting to watch this forever. And oh my God, yes. you loved it. Loved it. I really did enjoy it. Um, I pretty much enjoy everybody that's in this movie the in a big way. Great. Yeah. Um, uh, not super horror, obviously. Not even a little we, bit horror. We really. don't see any murder. No. But murder happens and it sure. bugs me. It bugs it doesn't you? Really, it doesn't really bug me, but. Well, I, I guess was, it is I a was little like, dark. Why didn't they just turn him? Yeah, I thought they did turn him, but they didn't. Mia is the worst. She messes everything up. She does. And it's funny because when they're talking about her, I was like, how bad is she? Like, what kind of bad are we talking about? And then we meet her and I was like, oh, she's just like the worst. (laughs) She's just like the literal worst she's really not it's it's weird because she's really not that bad she's just like an eternal teenager she's pretty bad she's in she's she acts like a teenager yeah everything she does it's like just pure impulse (laughs) well yeah i know but it's not like 
Like she's stealing know. their blood. She's killing their friends. She's sure. destroying stuff from the 1900s. I wasn't like that as a teenager. Well, were you? I mean, if you were a vampire as a teenager, you would be. I don't know. Even I'm Kirsten saying. Dunst wasn't like that as a vampire. And she was younger than a teenager. Well, teenagers are worse than young children. Everyone knows that. <laughs> but she's the like she's not the kind of person that you want like hanging around you. No, you don't want her near your price you want priceless it, yeah. objects. No, or your friends that aren't vampires. Yeah. I uh um, but you know what, Anton Yelchin, I don't think he was all that great in terms of as a human being. He just was. He was stealing Tom Hiddleston's music and profiting off of it. It's fine. Is it fine? Or are you just giving it a pass because you love (laughs) Anton Yelchin? Yes. (laughs) Like if it was literally any other actor, would you be okay with that? It's fine. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even look like him. He looks so different with like long hair. Long hair. I know. Tom knew. Tom knew what was going on. Yeah. I don't know. He seemed like he was in denial about it. He did, but he, like, I don't know. In that conversation where, like, the teenagers showed up at his house, like, he knew. He was looking at him. So, it's not a very action-packed film. No. It's not horror at all. Um, It says comedy, drama, fantasy. Mm, I don't really agree with any of those. (laughs) (laughs) I think the fantasy is only because it has to do with vampires. Sure. Um, It's a very good character piece. Yes. And literally nothing else. Like, there's no plot, really. No, you're just watching these people living their lives. And by people, I mean vampires. I do find it, I do enjoy the whole, like, vampires alive for tons of years, you know, long, And, like, long what they do with their time. time. What they do with their time, where they choose to live, how they choose to live, what they have, they spend their time doing and, and learning about and what interests them and what upsets them, and uh, how they get through the day, and like all that stuff is very interesting. But there's no plot here. Oh there's, no, there's I. And I love Jim Jarmusch. Like I appreciate his films, but let's be real, it's kind of just a bunch of pretentiousness. <laughs> I didn't think so. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I can say I was that it's pretentious bored. while also enjoying it. I didn't okay. say I didn't enjoy it. I said it's a little pretentious. <laughs> cool. It is. So you though. liked it? Well, yeah, I did like it. I enjoyed my time with it, but I would never say it's like a good movie because there's no fucking plot and it's just a bunch of like uh, literary and like, I don't know, extended references that most people won't get. As an example, I mean, as an example, he, he, Jim Jarmusch had said that he named the main characters Adam and Eve um, from Mark Twain's satirical work, The Diaries of Adam and Eve, which has rarely (laughs) been published in its complete form. And then he also told, (laughs) said that uh, it wasn't until he was shooting the film that he realized everyone's first impression would be the biblical reference. And it's like, 
how would that not even cross your mind? Really, you're going to pick the most random fucking shit that no one's ever even read and then be surprised when people draw a biblical reference from that. Like, that's the most pretentious thing I've ever fucking read. <laughs> no, that is very pretentious and it's also extraordinarily hilarious. extraordinarily pretentious. Like, of course people are going, where do you think the title for Mark Twain's book came from? Mm-hmm. Come on, Jim. Come Get on. your head out of your ass. I mean, there's no way that's true. Like, I just don't believe it. Like, I, He I, just I, said it. He just I, said I it honestly for think shock value. 100%. It's just pretentiousness. I, I mean, and I was a literature major. I got a lot of, like, the literary references. But, like, I, I, it's it's still, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't make the movie better. You know? It just no. makes it just makes it feel elevated but it's it's not really it's it's again i love it for what it is but it's not really a very good movie it just i enjoyed my time with it but there's yeah. no beginning middle and end like uh, th- that's like the main thing that a movie should have <laughs> that's true you can really jump in at any time it's there's it, it, there's no you're not missing anything you know it's it's interesting it's like a very, it's not even a documentary because documentaries also tend to have some sort of resolution or point to them. I don't know that I, I saw a real point here. Uh, other is than that they to have s- to just start s- murdering people. But, yeah. but <laughs> how is the blood even contaminated? They just kept talking about how the blood is contaminated. Drugs? I just assumed alcohol? by, dis- I mean, by I drugs. Know. Okay. Disease. But, it's like, but it's like you have all this time, you can't explain things. <laughs> like a That's, little bit better. I mean, because we don't need everything explained to us, Amy. It's a two-hour-long film. Like, maybe yeah. explain a couple things, though. No, I guess it's not. just people are dirty now. <laughs> okay, and not all of them, but there's just more of them. You know. And again, I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. But I'm just saying, eh. I'm stoked that I bought it. Eh. I feel like this is like a movie that I can just put on whenever. Yeah, because it's it's not like you're missing anything if you walk out of the room and then come back again. Because there's nothing to fucking miss. (laughs) They're all great. (laughs) It is funny at times, I I thought. Um, I thought it was funny. I don't remember what it was, but there was a part where I literally just, like, laughed so hard. And I wish I remembered what it was. This is why you're supposed to write notes, Carly. I know I wasn't expecting it because the whole movie was so dry. <laughs> and then all of a sudden something happened and I was like, whoa. The music in this film is completely fantastic. Yeah. That I Agreed. will say 100% dig in. Especially like the first shot is fucking Wanda Jackson, which is <sighs> just I fucking love Wanda Jackson. So mm-hmm. and it was like slowed down. I don't know. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Wanda Jackson. So that hooked me immediately. But then just listening to Tom Hiddleston and, and Yel- Anton Yelchin talk about guitars for five minutes kind of had me like having flashbacks to college. And- Same. God. I was like, this is like when I hung out with Kenny and Brian and they just, I just talked like, about guitars all the time. Not, I don't I, I could go the rest of my life without hearing two dudes talk <laughs> about guitars. <laughs> I could just do it. It's I was into it. Oh, see, I'm not. It was fond memories. I was happy I mean, about I, it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And they it's were just, beautiful guitars. They, they were, were beautiful guitars. Sure. I know nothing about guitars, so. 
That's great. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's not it's not like I don't mean it to be like it's uber pretentious and don't watch it. It's fun yeah. to watch. It's interesting, but it's not really a movie. It's more of like a character piece. I will just stick with that thought. I dug it. I dug it. And I loved that they call people zombies. All people zombies. The humans are zombies. Yeah. But the vampires don't aren't called vampires. Correct. And I, I the part I really enjoyed was like seeing what like the intelligence level that you have after being on the planet for so many years. And I don't know. I found it very interesting to see um, how Tom Hiddleston and, and Tilda Swinton's characters were um, driven by certain mm-hmm. things and, and, and at a certain level of intelligence and, and artisticness and appreciation of things. And um I mean, that's and I really love that they like didn't live anywhere near each other. Like Tom Hiddleston chooses to live in Detroit, yeah, and Tilda Swinton chooses to live in the place that I cannot pronounce. Okay, <laughs> in a place that you cannot pronounce. I can't. I don't remember what it where she lives. Morocco. No, the city. Tangier. Tangier. T- Tangier. Sure. Yeah. That's where she lives. Yep. <laughs> I uh I mean, yeah, it was good. I'm glad I watched it. I'm good now. We'll watch again. Carly's super glad she watched it because of Anton Yelchin. I love him guys so much. <laughs> I do. And I love Tom Hiddleston, to be honest. He was very good looking in this movie, and I have never uh, found him good looking ever. Amy, let me tell you a secret. He's a babe. He's a secret babe. He is a secret babe. You never would yeah. know. He's he's really, really attractive. I think this might be like the first time I've seen him looking almost human, which is funny because he's not human at all in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he great. looks he usually like looks like weird and creepy. I mean, I guess I'm just thinking of like the Avengers when he's Loki. Like, yeah, I'm just thinking of him as Loki. Like, what else have I seen him in? Like, um, Crimson Peak. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's, yes. Those are probably the only with, things I've seen him in. The, with the sister. She Which was one? Mia w- Wachowski, Wasik, whatever her name is. Yeah, she's Wasikowski. The, she's the lover in Crimson Peak. Yes. So, like, I think those are the only things I've really seen him in, though. So, I guess it makes sense that I would only ever start finding him attractive now. Because this is the only time he looks kind of normal. Did you ever see Midnight in Paris? No. Oh. I love that movie so much. He was in Kong Skull Island, but I don't remember him in that. He was. He was, like, the main dude. Maybe he was handsome there, too, and I just didn't even notice it was him. He was. He was handsome there, too. I'm digging the long hair. I'm really digging yeah. the hair, like the wigs in this film. Yeah. Are you are in awesome. on these wigs? You are the final girl's wig specialist, Carly. I what do you feel about the wigs in this film? I was really into it. I was really into how much texture they had. Yeah. Um, Anton's was a little questionable, but I think it's just because I'm really familiar with him and I know his hairline. <laughs> it's just right. really awkward to say. Right. But... Um, in terms of the vampires in particular, I was really into the style that they went for. It was kind of matted, kind of like dreaded almost, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was definitely feeling it. 
Yeah, their their wigs were made of human yak and goat hair to make them look wilder. I mean, they the definitely vampires. did. I don't think Anton's was that No, way. his was a person hair. Yeah, and I wasn't into it, honestly. Me either. I was like, come on. But Tilda's just, wig was, like, beautiful. Oh, my God. It was stunning. And I loved it, just how it was styled as well. Yes. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, oh, I want her hair. And I did love the juxtaposition of the white and dark that we had between yeah. Adam and Eve. Yes. Agreed. It was good. I mean, I think it's visually stunning. Mm-hmm. I think the music's amazing. And those two things alone are enough to get you to watch it. And again, I think the character development's really interesting. I liked watching the characters interact. I just wish there was a little bit more of a story. It I get you. It doesn't have to be like a strong story by any means. I just, there's not much here otherwise. Sure. Yeah. No, I get that. The sister thing. I mean, you the, if you took the sister out of the movie, it is basically the same movie. Yeah, except for Anton's still alive. Yeah, that's the only difference, really. Yeah. It's not, it's not that much different. <laughs> nope. It's not even that much, like, of an issue. I did, I will say I loved the visual of them throwing him in that weird acid pool. Yeah, why is there an acid pool there? I don't know, but I was okay with it. <laughs> it's like a random... I was like, of course he knows where the acid pool in Detroit is. It looks like they drove over to, like, where um, It Follows was filmed. And then threw some, and then there was a vat of acid, and then they threw him in the vat of acid. Yeah, because why yeah. not? I found some parallels to a discovery of witches here, and I, part of me wonders if Jim Jarmusch uh, read a discovery of witches and then pretended like he was basing everything off of like Ulysses and like Great Gatsby and shit. Oh God, I <laughs> hope so. That would be amazing. Because I'm like, you're not fooling me, Jim Jarmusch. I see, I see you. I see your uh, <laughs> vampire parallels from A Discovery of Witches. Don't play with me, Jim. I'll take your Ulysses and raise you a Discovery of Witches. <laughs> there are some uh, similar character names in that book as well. Would you like you to go, go into that detail? Actually, it wasn't A Discovery of Witches. It was the second book in that series, which I'm trying oh. to remember what the name of that is. I'm reading it now, but I have no idea what the name of it is. Do people normally know the names of the books that they read? Uh, Shadow yes. of Night. There's a character named There's a character named Marlowe in that book. That is also a vampire. Just saying. Dun dun dun. <laughs> and was also around a really long time ago. Just oh saying. Oh my god. Oh my god. And there's also a character named Kit. Just saying. I mean, I'm just pulling some parallels is all I'm saying, Carly. This is some crazy Acting shenanigans. Like there's some Mark Twain shit nobody's read, but let me tell you something, Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of Discovery of Witches. We see you. You can't fool me, fool. <laughs> Damn. Well, if people don't hate me now, they will Uh-oh. in a minute. It's fine. We'll be balanced. Oh, my God. Carly. This is bad. Catelyn, I really wish you didn't request this. Have you never seen this movie before? I have. But, oh, girl, let's get into it. Okay. 
Okay, so next so next up is a request from our dear friend Catlin. Catlin, we love you very much and hope you continue to listen to us. Catlin wrote in, Hey, Amy and Carly, last year I asked you to watch Coraline, and it was so much fun that I'm keeping with the stop motion theme this year. I would love to hear you guys discuss Henry Selick's 1993 musical horror holiday movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas. This is one of my absolute favorite movies of all time, and I would love to hear your take on it. Love you guys, and thank you for making such an awesome podcast. Oh, Catlin, I love you so much. Okay, so <laughs> as per Catlin's request, we were discussing The Nightmare Before Christmas from 1993, directed by Henry Selick, who you may remember from films like Coraline and James and the Giant Peach. It's written by Tim Burton, Michael McDowell, and Caroline Thompson. The IMDb summary is Jack Skellington, king of Halloween Town, discovers Christmas Town, but his attempts to bring Christmas to his home causes confusion. So next year she has to request James and the Giant Peach. Oh my god, I would love that. I love that movie. Same. So people love Nightmare Before Christmas. It I love is Nightmare Before Christmas. Beloved by most people. I would say most people I've met in my entire life very much love this movie. I see this movie sometime between October and December Mm -hmm. in theaters every Mm -hmm. year. Really? I do. I have seen parts of this movie many, 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 many times. This is not my favorite movie, though, guys. (laughs) I'm dying to hear it. She literally texted me, um, (laughs) and she was like, do you think we'll still have listeners? I forget what exactly you said. I was wondering if we would still have listeners if I explained exactly how I felt about this film, because I know it's not going to be popular, and I fully expect hate mail. (laughs) And that's okay. I understand why people love this movie. And let me start off by saying this movie is absolutely beautiful. It's amazing looking. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the way that this film looks. <laughs> I found I am it. One, I'm 100% in on how the film looks in every way, shape, or form. And that's all I, I have to say about that. Carly, your thoughts. <laughs> Amy says, do you think we'll still have listeners if I shit talk the nightmare before Christmas? <laughs> Um, I adore this movie and I think there's just weird little things that always stand out to me when I see it. Um, I will say sometimes, uh, Jack's songs are not my favorite. Um, but I totally dig Catherine O'Hara. I love Sally. I love Lock, Shock and Barrel. Um, there's just so many like funny moments between the characters that I totally dig and appreciate. I love that it's not super long. Um, I love Ken Page. There's a lot of stuff that I love about this movie, but we are not here for what I think about this yes, movie. Yes, we are. We only care about what you think. <laughs> and, and I love Chris Sarandon. Thank you and for your opinions. Well, I must add, though, that we saw Chris Sarandon at Monster Palooza. And he is holding it down. Oh, my God. I swooned a little bit, I think. I absolutely swooned. We, we both had a swoon moment where we were just standing there staring at him. It's amazing. Guys, he aged phenomenally, he first of all. fantastic. 
His hair is on point. It's the same. It's exactly the same. It's got so much body and like lift. I can't. I wish my hair looked anything like that. I would be a happy lady if my hair looked anything like that. I mean, he is just, he's still a little bit heartthrobby. I'm just going to say it. 100%. And how old is he now? I mean. Not young. He is not a young man. No. But he has he's aged grace a fully as all Phenomenally. I'm all I'm saying. Phenomenal. He was born in 1942. Wow. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I am so serious. Oh, he's like older than my parents. It's gross. <laughs> same. Same. <laughs> but he is looking good. He People. is looking good. He's Prince looking real good. He's knocking is, on 70. That's yeah. uh that's He uh, did not look 70. I will tell you that right now. No, I was not expecting that 1942 not. year, to be honest. No. I mean, he definitely <laughs> looked older than like a gentleman yeah. I would usually find attractive. For sure, but like a handsome older. Like but a, he was he was still banging for yeah. his age, man. Oh yeah. I was into it. We were Same. in line. We were in line to go to into the museum. And we just I happened to be stopped like right in front of him and we were both just like talking about how good he looked. I was he like, could probably damn. fucking hear us. <laughs> I was like, damn. Did you see him? And for like perspective, we were also right next to Tara Reed. Yeah. Who, um, she looked beautiful as well, but obviously you could tell she was like wearing a lot of makeup. Uh, Chris Sarandon not wearing any makeup looked amazing. Yeah. It's true. I was actually really impressed with what she looked like. Same, because I've seen her before and it wasn't that great. No. She, um, she looked a lot better. I'm glad. She did. She did. She looks very healthy. I mean, everyone looked great at Monster Palooza. Let's just put it out there. Bunch they of did. really good looking people at, at Monster Palooza this year. It's a fact. Uh, Even Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman also <laughs> looking very handsome. I, can you just keep talking about Monster Palooza so I don't have to talk about this movie and ostracize no. Catelyn for the rest of my I life? Am, she's fine because I was like, hey, guess what? I love this movie oh so much. So now tell me, my dear friend, what are your thoughts? Oh my God. Carly, I really don't want to do this anymore. I think <laughs> <laughs> she quits. She quits the podcast. I can't talk about this live. Movie. So many people love it. And the thing is, like, people just assume I love this movie, which makes it even worse. You know? Who assumes that you like this movie? Everybody assumes I like this movie because it's Tim Burton. I'm a weird horror person. And it's, like, animated. So people just assume, like, Amy definitely loves the nightmare before christmas i've gotten nightmare before christmas gifts multiple times i have a jack skellington mug that i actually really love um way more than i love this movie i'm so intrigued so i've never okay so here's the thing i've never really liked this movie i've never um connected with it in any way Uh, There are things that I really like about it, namely the animation. Uh, And then there's things I really want to like about it, but can't quite get there. Um, The music just does not work for me. I want it to. Like, I know the melody of every song. And I, I think the melodies are wonderful. The lyrics do not make sense. They don't rhyme. They're hard to remember. How is this a kid's movie? What Disney movie have you ever watched where you don't know all the words to it? This movie is the answer. No, 100%. I will let you know. This movie came out in 1993. I distinctly have memories of myself 
in my grandmother's kitchen listening to the soundtrack singing every single word to the song. What? How? Every single word. I was How? eight years old. It's impossible every word. to remember the lyrics of the songs. I love Sondheim also, so I guess I just like wordy musicals. I don't know. It's like, it's 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 way too much. I was so into it. It's really hard to sing along to it. I had the subtitles on, trying to sing along to a couple of the songs. Couldn't do it, even with the fucking subtitles on. I want to know what songs you couldn't sing and to. And it also doesn't rhyme. Like, half of the lyrics don't rhyme at all. It just it's not a problem. It's, it's, it's just not... I don't I don't like that part. I want to be able to <laughs> sing along. I love the melodies and I think the singing is beautiful. I especially I especially love Sally's song. Um which I don't know yes. the name of it because who would know? Um but I do. I, <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I also I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's a little bit boring. Um <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't want to do this. Do I have to no, do keep this? keep going. I'm so curious. Okay. okay. I just I just feel like someone's going to murder me. Um, I feel like it's a little bit boring. There's parts where I'm just like, there's like 20 minutes that legit feel like Jack Skellington doing science and I don't understand the point. <laughs> <laughs> He's learning about Christmas. It's not how you learn about Christmas. It's a how funny joke that Christmas. should last five seconds. Why is he still trying to science it? It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. it. It's it's a joke. It shouldn't last half the movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, you make the joke and you move on. Where does he find books on Christmas? Does he go somewhere to find these books? Because did he steal them from Christmas Town? Where did the Christmas books come from? They obviously don't have stole them, them from in the Town. Halloween Town library is all I'm saying. Where did they come from? Do you think Halloween Town has a library? If Halloween Town has a library, I promise you they don't have Christmas books. But seriously, how cute is Zero with his little pumpkin nose? Of course Zero is cute. Look at his of- little pumpkin nose. And Jack <sighs> takes his rib off and throws it for fetch. Cutest part of the whole dang movie. Oh, I know. I love it. Do I need to keep going? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you guys think? Yes. What else? Okay. Well... The main issue I have with the story is that the, the there's no strongly represented women that aren't pieces of of pointlessness. I mean, Sally is possibly the most interesting character put to film, and they make her a mindless love zombie, and it's the most infuriating thing I think I've ever seen in my life. And I get I don't so- think they make her mindless at all. She's a mindless love zombie. All she cares no. about is fucking this imbecile. Tom- Jack Skellington is the worst character. He is selfish. He he's is super selfish. One hundred percent. He is self-involved. He has no. He's all. He's the most privileged person in all of mm-hmm. Halloween Town. He has mm-hmm. money. He has fame. He could have everything he could ever possibly want, and yet he still wants more to the detriment of society and then only feels regret when it personally harms him and only when it personally harms him. And then Sally, who is the strongest character and cares about people and cares about what happens, ends up only caring about love. The woman was imprisoned her entire life. 
and flees. And then all she cares about is being in love with this imbecile that is the detriment of society? That's not all she cares about, though, because she that pays attention to everything. She's super 100% smart. 100% like, all she cares about. Obviously, like, it's something that definitely, like, consumes her and she's aware of. And she loves this person. She never, like, tries to change him. She waits for him to make his own mistakes, but then is there, like, when he comes back. But she also doesn't focus in on that. Let him do his own thing. Whatever. She does try to stop him by, like, this, the fog or whatever, um, which is smart. But um, then she focuses on rescuing Sandy Claus because she's a great badass. And but she doesn't even I succeed in that. She doesn't she even tries. succeed in that. But like, she but like tries. why couldn't they have her succeed? Why is it about Jack? Why do I give a shit about Jack? Fuck because Jack. he's supposed he to like come into winning. his own. No, 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 no. He should not be winning. He should not be the hero of the story. She is obviously meant to be the hero of the story. She is the. I and think she is the hero a, of the story. No, one hundred percent. Though she's not. I think she is. I absolutely would, think okay, she is. Here's a question: What would have happened if she didn't go to try and save Sandy Claus? Sandy Claus would be dead right now. But otherwise, like, Sandy Claus like, would be dead would right Sandy now. Would Sandy Claus necessarily be dead? We don't even so. know that. We don't know that for sh- for fact. Oh, I think so. Because Oogie Boogie wouldn't have been distracted. Lock, shock, and barrel and Oogie Boogie would have And don't eaten even Sandy get Claus. me started on those fucking trick-or-treaters. Because they get no comeuppance and they're basically the worst people in this film. Yeah. They're children. It's... They're not. <laughs> they're this evil children. is awful. It teaches you nothing about anything good. It, it teaches, teaches you to be you. a selfish asshole and only do things that affect you, and then everything will go your way. It just no. I don't like it. It does teach you to make your own mistakes. <laughs> and happy Christmas. Are you familiar with the Bechdel test? No. Okay. So there's, uh, there's this thing... People who review films, like feminist people who review films, will look at this as a test of a film just to see and measure how women are represented in film. So the Bechdel test is, are there two women who have a conversation in a movie and don't talk about men during that conversation? So not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily make a good movie if they pass the Bechdel test. But it is something to pay attention to, I think, because it shows how women are represented in film. I have, I don't, I can't think of a movie that fails the Bechdel test worse than this movie does. It is, (laughs) Sally barely talks to anybody. It's, it's always about Jack. Like her whole song is about being in love with Jack. It's just like, it, it it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. I just don't, I don't like it. It just makes me upset. Because Sally has so much promise as like a strong female character, and I feel like she's just not. She's just she's just a love zombie. Does everything for love and just like ugh. She was imprisoned and she broke free, and yet I'm still like uh, all she cares about is being in love with this 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 bumbling idiot that makes a bunch of issues and mistakes. And how is he even the pumpkin king? I don't even get that. Because he's just so scary. Is he? Is he so scary? He's well, not the king in his of sad emotion. Not in his sad emotional Why form. Why is there a mayor and a king? What kind of society is this? 
Guys, I love the mayor. I know, but why is there a Look mayor? Look at his stupid face. And he's got his little nails painted, and he falls down the stairs, Carly, and he does his really little roll. Just missing the whole point of what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love this movie. Okay, <laughs> and that's fine. And I want people who love the movie to love the movie. I just, I, I'm sorry, I just can't be those people. It just, I even as a kid. I remember being disappointed in Sally. <laughs> <laughs> She's why why Sally? Because there's great. so much promise there. I feel like they rewrote her great. or something. There, no, I love Sally. Why? Because she's wonderful, and I love why? Catherine O'Hara. But and I, I like her I do song. Too. You know, you eliminate the whole. You you can't, you have a. This is this is something you have a difficulty with, Carly. The actor I'm not insulting the actresses or the actors. They did a lovely job. I'm talking about the character itself. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara is lovely and I'm not insulting her in any way. She's also shock. Oh my She's god. Sally and shock. We just can't even do this. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. I think I just think she is really interesting. And I think um, there's so much I, I promise don't, I, there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, I think that she handles I mean, she obviously like is in love with Jack. And that's a thing. And that is probably her driving force from getting away from the scientist, creepy scientist man who's keeping her prisoner so she can be involved and she can get out. Um, and I don't necessarily think that that's something that's a bad choice. I mean, I think that's something that is real and people make dumb decisions over people that they like all the time. And she has only known this kind of like Jack is kind to her. Like it makes sense. Like he's the, the king of the pumpkin Patch. Nope. That's wrong. <laughs> He's the pumpkin king. <laughs> um, but like she's also so much more. She's super smart. She yeah. knocks out her f- captor constantly. Right. She sneaks out. She uses Wonderful. her limbs to get free. Carly. A lot. But these are the reasons why it's so inf- infuriating. If she was like some lame bimbo, I wouldn't care. But they wrote this really strong character who had to overcome all these obstacles to what? To fall in love with the town idiot? Like, it just doesn't make sense. I I don't think that's fair. If they don't let her be the hero, if she saved the fucking day and became queen of pumpkin land, I would be fucking happy. Okay? (laughs) Why? He's still the hero when they go back. I don't look at him as that way. But the the town does. The town looks at him that way. She's sitting in the background and she's still sad. And then, oh, he comes and and finds her and suddenly he's in love with her. They never fucking have a real conversation the entire movie. How are they in love? Where does this love come from? No, I'm look. I'm reading into it, and maybe that's my fault that I don't take everything at face value. There's definitely more to it, and I think the fact that Sandy Claus says, like, you know, you ought to listen to her more. She's the only one in this town that makes any sense. Agree. And like the adjustment of like people being like, oh, like this, like that's real, you know. And I feel like a lot of the the rest of the town people 
are not necessarily like super smart and super forward thinking. Like, and I think that Jack takes a second to notice that. And I feel like the reason why Jack is so upset constantly is because he just realizes like what, how one dimensional his life has been. And so I feel like for him to be that selfish and inward looking isn't necessarily a bad thing because he's really like discovering the layers of himself and like figuring out what he wants. And like sometimes you do need to go outside of the box and and be something that you're not to just to like discover that like you are actually happy with who you are as a person. And I think that that's what he does. And I don't necessarily think it's like bad or looks bad on Sally for her being like not into what he's trying to be, but loving him for who he is and being supportive of that, but also realizing, hey, maybe this guy and I aren't going to work out because he doesn't see me. But like not wanting to just, you know, forget about him and to move on. I don't think that makes her a weak character. And I don't think that that makes her a a written off, like a character to just write off. Like, I think she's still allowed to be strong and smart and powerful, but still have this like weakness for this guy. And I don't think that like Jack becoming the hero of the story is something that should take away from that. But they didn't develop that at all. Like, I, I, I understand what you're Maybe saying. Maybe it's just I because I saw a, the movie like 10,000 times, but like, I, mean, I feel like they did. I feel like it makes sense. Didn't. And I feel they like. They didn't. Let me tell you, they didn't. There's like <laughs> hardly any interaction between those two characters. Like very, very little. And the only time they really have a conversation, he's cutting her off and not fucking listening to her at all. How could he possibly love this person? He doesn't even know who she is. They don't know each other. She knows him because she stalks him in a very creepy and weird way. Which is fine, because it's Halloween Town and everyone's creepy and weird. But, like, it just, I don't, it just doesn't really make sense. And as a kid watching this movie, I just never connected with it. Because I was like, she should be the fucking hero. And she's just not. She gets nothing. To me, she always registered as the hero to me. And I think that's why I loved her I just felt like she was just, like, like thrown aside and, like, oh, she's in love. And then she finally gets her love. And it's, like, it's just, it's, it's to very, To me, Jack like, is more of a throwaway character than Sally is. Jack like, is I, garbage. And I, I hate him so much. Like, I, I <laughs> he's the worst character of all time. <laughs> I don't think he's the worst. I think that he. He's pretty awful. I don't think he's the worst at all. But, um, I don't. songs don't, don't rhyme. <laughs> What's this? What's this? Fucking ruins everyone's <laughs> life and only cares about it when it directly affects him. Like, fuck you, garbage person. He doesn't even learn no. his fucking lesson. He doesn't even learn it. He doesn't. He doesn't I think he does. No, I nobody think he learns does. anything in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato, my friend. I do appreciate your out your outlook, Carly. It was very well thought out. I personally Thanks. did not see it that way, but I'm glad that you got that out of it because I sure as fuck didn't. glad that we could have a meaningful conversation about the nightmare before christmas i'm telling you i was so (laughs) upset this whole time (laughs) i wrote men that don't listen to women about 300 times in my book when i was watching this that's so funny oh my god i didn't even realize that paul rubens was actually Locke's voice whose voice uh lock oh one of the boys yeah yeah well shock is a girl because that was Catherine o'hara Locke, Shock, and Barrel. The witch was the girl. Yes. And then Locke was like the older one and then the little one's Barrel. But Paul Beryl. Rubens wasn't Catherine O'Hara. That doesn't make any sense. No. Paul Rubens was Locke. Yeah. Catherine O'Hara is Shock. 
No. I don't know who Beryl is. But so we saw three Nightmare Before Christmas people. Chris Sarandon, Paul Rubens, Ken Page at Monster Palooza. I don't know if I said that already. (laughs) (laughs) I've been drinking. This movie just makes me upset, Carly. Well, you never have to watch it again, and I'm going to watch it in a few months. I I will watch parts of it. A lot of I I love her solo, even though it's only about a man. But whatever, it's fine. It's so good, it's and like I love the very few female characters in this story. There's what? Very few female characters in this story. Yeah, which is shock, Sally. Which is really they have like. They're like they're like the chorus in the musical. Not, I love the vampires, though. How I, I funny are too. they with I their little like umbrellas? I am so a good. fan of them. I am a fan of the vampires. So good, and the animation's fan- fantastic. It's beautiful. You can always watch this for the animation itself. I love. <laughs> there's just like some visuals of like the kids opening their presents, <laughs> and it just like kills me. I love that whole sequence of the kids opening their presents is maybe one of my favorite things in the it's entire film. It's so good. It's so good. The kids are like, what did Santa bring you? It's a severed head. <laughs> it's oh, good. I, I mean, it. the stop animation is fantastic. It took them years to make this. Like, yeah. I thought there was a really interesting, some really interesting trivia on like, um Henry Selleck and how you know this is his baby basically um and how Tim Gert- Burton gets like literally all the credit for it um i mean it's the true, story it's Tim Burton's nightmare before christmas yeah and 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 he, <laughs> i mean Tim Burton was on set they set up to like maybe 8 to 10 days in total he was on set it took them two years to fucking make this movie and Tim Burton was on set to eight to ten days. That's it's, crazy. It's That's crazy. I didn't even stupid. know that. It's stupid. Yeah. It's like, and then he gets all the credit for it and it's so sad. Here at the um, the Hollywood Bowl every October, they play this movie and um, usually like all the actors that they can get uh danny elfman included usually like sing it live and it's really cool that's cool yeah i wish i could learn the the lyrics to the song you can they're all over the place they're all over the place what child is learning this song other than baby carly (laughs) (laughs) this child (laughs) all right all right if we have anyone listening still we do. I think that was a good discussion. I think we both proved our points. All right. No, no. I don't know. I just said I, it. I don't either. People, everyone's we'll going to agree with you and I'm going to be the asshole. It's fine. I'm used to it. That's usually how it no, goes. No, there's definitely people out there that feel the same way. I don't know about that. Uh, okay. What are we doing next? We got a, we got a final segment this week. Oh, my goodness. We haven't done this in a very long time. I know. But it is time for the social media question of the week. Woohoo! If you were a vampire, alive for hundreds of years with unlimited funds, what knowledge base or art would you work toward mastering? All right. On Twitter, we have at MJHogan29, 
who says, learn every language and read and collect every book. Uh, Last Cthulhu says, nature morte, I would have enough dead bodies laying around to master this style. (laughs) (laughs) At the Chickapedia says, I'd love to study the whole entertainment industry. If I'm alive for that long, uh, like before movies came out, I could track it to such a degree. But I love stuff like that. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, at me, Corazon, Mia Morris says, mastering liquid eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, kind of. I would go back to my first job and love of archival restoration, library specific, with a focus on illuminated manuscripts and continue my side work researching missing, murdered persons cases. I love that. That is She's thought about intense. this question. I like it. And the eyeliner thing. I mean, I hear you. Oh, for sure. Picture, oh, my God. I, it's it's wonky eyes all the time. You know, they can do all this stuff with technology, but I still can't master the cat eye. That's all I'm nope. saying. Same. Uh, at the horror aisle says absinthe distillation. Okay. At John Cage says prosthetic limbs. Who doesn't want to be Iron Man without all the danger? <laughs> <laughs> At Jen Feratu says, I would read all the books. I like it. Same. Uh, at the Giant Bee With You says, The Blade. Duh. Uh, in all seriousness, though, The Violin. Oh, so interesting. Cool. At the Chris Keeper says, Writing, Painting, and Piano. Mm. On Instagram, we have Embalm, Embalm You With Milk, who says, Taxidermy. All right. Uh, I want my $2 says Magic the Gathering, obviously. Here, here, my friend. There you go. Uh, is that something that you can learn? It's just like a game, Magic? Right? Absolutely, yeah. you can. And you can but get, I mean, oh just, my gosh. It's just because like a if game. You, can you yeah, get but if good you, at it? Yeah, and you can get really? more cards. Oh my God. If you really? live for that long, the cards that you could get to build your deck would be insane. I need to learn about that game. I don't know much about it. Especially with unlimited funds, please. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, Next, we have Black Hat Horror Memes, who says, all instruments and accompanying musical theory, so I could rock it out for the ages. Love it, Black Hat. (laughs) On Facebook, we have Mia, who says so many things, but I'd work on becoming a polyglot first. Oh. In case you didn't know, a polyglot is someone who knows... A lot of languages. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not that you don't know that, but I'm just saying it out loud in case someone How doesn't. How dare you? No. Uh, Fred B <laughs> says, reading and speaking all known languages fluently, easier to hide in plain sight if I sound like a native and easier to control people if they understand what you're saying. And I'd be able to study regional histories and cultures if I'm able to read their books. Fred B with the killer answer. That's a lot of uh, answer. I don't even know if I read that right. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy B says every language and type of communication. Mm, Popular answer. Sam S says martial arts. I'd like to learn them all. I didn't. That's not what he wrote, but something like that. You killed it. I'd learn like all of them. (laughs) 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 Is what he really wrote. (laughs) Armando says same. Starting with Tai Chi. For its meditation benefits. They'd go hand in hand with philosophy for me. Wow. Shannon writes, watching every vampire movie ever. Hell yeah. That wouldn't take that long, I don't think. No. Like a year, maybe? Oh, and we have the birthday boy, Justin. Aw, Justin. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Justin. 
He says break dancing. No. Oh. I mean, that's obviously the correct answer. Yes, 100%. <laughs> what would you do? Um, well, you know what? It's funny. When I wrote this question, I was like, boom, I want to learn all the languages. I'm the only person that's going to answer this way. And then everyone wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> so I am not special. I would also read all the books. I'd also like to learn like uh, instrument really well. Mm-hmm. Um Namely, drums, probably guitar, and piano would be the ones I gravitate towards the most. Yeah, piano would be killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely would want to learn languages. It's always been very fascinating, and especially if you're living that long, would come in handy a lot. Sure, totally. Um, I'm also fascinated with like the martial arts thing. Oh, see, yeah, I'm not against that either. But if I'm a vampire, I don't know if I need it because I can move super fast. I and, know, like, but defend like, myself imagine already. moving super fast and also being like, yeah, <laughs> it'd be amazing. I love your martial you know? arts sounds that you Thanks. make. <laughs> Can you make oh, some more you. for me, please? No, because now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> oh, no, it's my favorite. I wish I could do a supercut of all of the episodes in which you make that sound because there's I know there's at least like 10 of them. Oh, my God. There's got it, to be. It makes me so happy when you make <laughs> make those sounds. <laughs> oh, good grief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so I didn't good. pick what we're doing next week. Okay. So what? Um, ha- tell me what to do. Do, do, uh, I, I do you want know. me to, to look? Why do, do we I have always another? have to tell you what to do? Do you? Because I don't know what I'm doing. I just, you know. <laughs> what makes you think I know what I'm doing, by the way? <laughs> you know, it's the blind leading the blind over I here at Final Girls. I just went on like a 20 minute rant about how I don't like the Nightmare Before Christmas. So I don't know how I could possibly know everything. I don't see the problem. Okay, let's mm. see. Let's see here. So we have some left. And the thing is, we're not even going to have an episode next week. At least not early next week. Not on Monday. Yeah. Certainly not on Monday. Because we will be in Nashville. Yes. On on set for Modern Horrors films. Yeah. So make sure you're following us on Instagram. Because we will most likely be documenting via at Final Girls Horror Cast. Word. On Instagram. Totally. Let's just say TBD. Uh, We will post on our social media what our next episode will be. We aren't sure yet. All right. So We aren't sure yet. We just aren't sure yet. Um, There are some people who requested things that will be getting their own episode later on this year. Um, And we will be sure that you are aware of that when that's happening. If you requested something and we didn't cover it, we will get to it. We got Uh, you. during listener request this year yeah thank you for requesting we really appreciate it some of you who requested multiple things we're just going to give you your own episode yeah you probably know who you are (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) and if you don't and you're mad about it you can send us hate mail it's fine anything else send your hate mail to sharks are forever I'm ready for it. Directly to Carly. Yeah. If you're mad about any of my thoughts about... Just yell at me. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Go ahead and send those also to Sharks Are Forever. Yeah. Thank Uh, you. Yeah. And even give like your actual page thing. 
What is your actual email? <laughs> Give My it to email? Everybody. <laughs> Send me Just all your hate mail, guys. Okay, so we're it's off fine. next week. This concludes Listener Request Month for now. We will likely not be doing a Listener Request Month or Listener Request episode next week, but we will be doing more Listener Request episodes coming to you soon. Yes. Fact. Okay. Thank you again to everyone who requested. All right. I'm going to have to edit that down. So until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye. Was on my own for that one. It's fine. You were not. I I made sounds. (laughs) I just waited for you to start so I could match your notes. It was. You went super high. I did. Yeah. Just wanted you to keep up.